Warning, this broadcast of Ohio is on Fire features entertainment and honesty of an intense nature. The opinions and views that are expressed on this episode do not reflect the views of WWSU 106.9 FM or any of its affiliates. Can't take no more. Like my man Dave would say. Saving the innocent from corporate radio. This is the show where Ohio froze down. Ohio is on fire. This is episode 186. And of course, this is my next to last college version of Ohio's on Fire here at WWSU 169 FM. One of the best independent radio stations in the world. This is a, truly a remarkable place where the stars of tomorrow and the present come here and do their thing on the radio. And I will be leaving soon. I got tonight and next week. But um, let's get tonight's show underway because I got a jam-packed show for you guys. Um, later on in a little bit, I have the band Rind. Of course, it's spelled R-I-N-D, in case you haven't heard of them. They are one of the hardest-rocking acts in the Dane, Ohio area. They're going to be on. They're my first guest of the evening coming in just a little bit. And also, I got a good old friend of mine, Brandon Barry. Of course, he was formerly um, the host of the podcast Coffee with Idiots, and he also did TBTV on DATV. It's a cult hit among lots of people in the area. He's an all-around talented guy and a friend of mine, Brandon Barry. He's going to be on um, the second half of this show. Um, he'll be a guest of mine. So I got two guests tonight. I got some announcements for um, next week's show. I'll try to sprinkle those, those out throughout this show I'm doing tonight, of course. But for, for everyone that's listening right now, um, thank you. I really appreciate it from all my heart because, like I said, I'm, I'm about to end a nice long journey that's been wonderful. And I tell you what, I do this every once in a while on my show. I don't do it all the time, but since I'll be leaving soon, I'm going to do this tonight. I think it's now time for silly holidays because every day is a holiday. No matter how big, large, or small, or weird it is, it's a holiday, dang it. Every day is a holiday. Here, Ohio is on fire. And um, of course, as I do this show, today is February 25th. Um, very excellent um, day that it is. And um, there are some unofficial holidays that are going on today. They're not as big as Christmas or Fourth of July. Um, but someone out there are celebrating these. Now, today there's three of them that's going on. I'm going to share with you now. One of these days, one of the days going on right now is Chocolate Covered Peanuts Day. Um, it's every February, 20, February 25th of every year. Um, when it comes to the crunch, Chocolate Covered Peanuts Day is a great reason to celebrate a popular sweet treat. Dripping nuts and fruit into chocolate become popular from the 19th century onwards. Um, so, um, of course you can buy them in stores. There's a lot, there's two different brand names I can think of that sell chocolate covered peanuts. So, um, there you go. Um, so that's going on today. And then also today we have clam chowder day. Mmm, yum. Yes. Clam chowder day celebrates this popular broth often made from clams, 
onion, and potato. Recipes vary by region and by country. How do you like yours? You know what? I like mine. Um, I like um, white cheddar cheese in my soup. I like to sprinkle um, Tabasco sauce and then put some little crackers, and voila, I am home free. So, yes, today is clam chowder day. And then there's another day that's going on today that not a lot of people know about. It's called Play Cards Day. Cards get a bad rap sometimes. And true, there are card games that can be very addictive if not kept under control. But cards can also be the source of great entertainment for friends who just want to hang out and have fun. And I agree with that. And, of course, one of my favorite games I like to play whenever I'm with buddies is Texas Hold'em Poker. And I think if you wanted to go out tonight and play some poker, this would be the day to do so because it's Play More Cards Day. Um so I was thinking of a way to celebrate all three days. Of course, listen to this show first, because I'm on until 8 um, live on the radio. If you're listening to this live on the radio, or 8 o'clock-ish, as they say, um, listen to this show first, and then you go you go, go out there, and you're going to celebrate all three of these days. Because right, what you do, call six of your buddies, tell them that you want to come to your house and play some Texas Hold'em Poker, and when they come over, give them a bag of chocolate-covered peanuts, Everyone gets one. That'd be their snack. And then once some, a lot of the people have been eliminated from Texas Hold'em, whether it's they went full tilt, they went all in, and it didn't go too well for them, you serve them a hot bowl of clam chowder. Of course, you could entice them. Like, you could, um, if hey, you can't have clam chowder unless you leave the game. So you could cause some people to throw the game, and you can earn some extra money. You can maybe earn 500 bucks. Depends on how much money you're spending on Texas Home and Poker. Depends on how much each person is betting. So that's what's going on on February 25th. That's how you celebrate all three days at once. And round of applause if you're doing that. Yeah. I don't know if I'll do that because I'm a pretty busy guy nowadays because I edit these shows and I think about what I'm doing next. And um, so I might, me personally, I might have to pass because I might have to deal with the silly holiday police because I've said I've said this before. If you do not celebrate these holidays, you're you might go to prison. I think someone out there take these holidays really serious, and it might not be good for someone out there in some country or some city out there. So have at it. So I'm gonna take my chances. You're listening to Ohio is on fire. This artist I'm gonna play now is part of my music showcase. He is out of Cincinnati, Ohio. He is I mean, a solo artist with multi talents, and he's a nice dresser. So he dresses up in style. Um, of course, this album that he recently released came out February 22nd, 2019. So it was just this past weekend. And it's a really hot, um, it's really hot on the charts at Bandcamp. He's from Cincinnati, Ohio. It is Silo's Choice. Now from his album, Exit Under Angels, I'm gonna play the great Vindicator. Then we'll play our associates. You're listening to Ohio is on fire. When I came home from California, my friends were marching in the streets, toppling statues, getting tear gassed in the park. And I had 500 miles to go, 50 USD in the bank, five in my wallet, the fifth of Cuddy Sock. What's the plan? But he bad news. There's no plan. 
boys are coming in I hear the lonely sirens Just the dash cams And the empty hawks attending At the Illinois State Line In the late November silence Of the rest stop And some It's cold And I ring up the governor Well, I associate Preston Gets out the pan cooks And apple and butter Well, I Google band books Cause you ain't long speaking If we only listen Phone and the freezer Parlay in the kitchen These are the rules Live with Ohio is on fire. I'm the host, Daniel Diesel. I'm with my first guest of the evening. They are a, a very popular band from around here in Dane, Ohio area. Um, they are um, the one and only Rind. And of course, um, three of the five members are here tonight. We got Oogie Hollow on guitars, Mikey Mike on drums, and Jimmy Keys. He plays keys and synth. And of course, Mr. Grant and the Matador, they are listening. They, they, they couldn't be here physically tonight. They're here in spirit. You guys are mic'd up. Say hello. Hey, how you guys hey, doing? How you doing? How's it going? Hello, welcome to the show, guys. I pre- I really appreciate it. Now, uh, I was looking up your band name, Ryan, because I thought that was a really cool name for a band, Ryan. Now, it means the tough outer skin of certain fruit, especially um, citrus fruit, and of course, it's also the outer skin of a tree. And the idea is that um, the the outer surface is hard, but the inside is soft and moist. So I have to ask you guys, would you say that you guys look like hard rockers on the outside? Or are but you guys are just really soft kids on the inside. Uh, you know, I don't I don't feel too hard on the outside, but uh, if it, if it uh, looks that way, that means I guess we're doing something right. Yes, <laughs> you look awesome. We're we're definitely. Uh, I don't feel like they were that hardcore on the outside, but we're definitely uh, definitely mellow, soft, cool people on the inside. Absolutely, well, right, absolutely. And do you agree with mm-hmm. that? Oh yeah. All right. Oh yeah. Okay, well, I want to ask you guys this. Um, I know with bands and or any other groups that work together, sometimes there's conflict that arises. So I want to know what does the band do to bond or to get over any sort of bad conflict. Uh, we're we're really lucky in the uh, in the fact that we we don't have a lot of conflicts. We all tend to really agree on everything for the most part, and um, all we are all. We're all, we're all, um, our minds are all heading the same direction, so it's, it seems to work out most of the time. But if we do have any kind of uh, conflict or anything like that, we just uh, 
walk away and then we're back we're back to it so we never take anything too personally or anything like that but we're always always bonding with each other i think okay well that's a good method just walk away you think there's something wrong that's that's a good method yeah we come back we'll come back to something a little bit later but we'll discuss something and if we don't agree or it starts to get a little heated we'll walk away and then yeah come back around on it and then we kind of look at it in a different angle and stuff but we don't have a lot of conflict we okay. all had it in the same page we're all about the writing and getting down and and getting it done and okay cool cool um now you guys came recommended from a former podcast known as coffee with idiots um you guys were on that show like a year or two ago yeah. um which and of course they're now retired but i just want to know do you guys listen to any podcast or do you do, like besides music do you guys do listen to anything um on your spare time um me and a ton of other people i us definitely listen to joe rogan oh he's awesome yeah, yes i think we can all agree on that um and then uh, I listen to the Gym City podcast. Um, a lot of uh, friends of ours always uh, end up on there, and it's always cool to see what kind of music's going on locally, what's, what news coming out. Yes. Yeah, I just got turned on to Joe Rogan. I'm kind of uh, new on the podcast stuff, so I really uh, have started listening to some that Kyle has turned me on to. Yeah, cool. I said Joe Rogan is definitely a favorite for me. Uh, you know, sometimes it's nice just when you're sitting there, just cleaning the ha- cleaning house or something, just turn it on and kind of have it playing in the background and kind of let them talk, and then you just kind of get to listen in the conversation. Yeah, Joe that. Rogan's killing it. I really like the interview you did with Elon Musk because it was like yeah. one of those earth-shattering interviews. Because Elon Musk, he's like one of a kind kind of cat. I mean, he's different, but in a good way. I feel like in a minute now, Joe Rogan's going to book the Dalai Lama to be on his show because he's that he's, he's that. He's that out high out there. It's amazing. Oh yeah. So that'd be cool. But um, so um, I have um, I I was looking, I was researching you guys. I noticed uh, your email name for anyone that wants to contact you. It says Rock is not dead, and that's something I think you guys mentioned a few few times on your social media. Rock is not dead. Now yeah. some people would say that um, rock as a mainstream genre is failing. It's not as popular as it once was. So why do you think that is? Why do you think rock's not as popular as it once was? Um. I actually, I don't think it's it's failing. Um, I think it's really thriving in the underground, which is, okay. there's been, you know, mainstream media is ever-changing, and uh, rock has been there a long time, and it's always seemed to um, uh, survive in the underground and do really well there. Um, so, I mean, just, just go out and to some local bars in whatever city you're in, and you, I think you'll find that it's not, it's not dead at all. Cool, yeah, and I agree. I'd say it's... Um and it's you know it's, there's so much music out there that can be labeled as rock so it's like there's so many different kinds that you don't you know unless you really like go out and really try to find it you really won't ever you know you really don't get to experience it too much I, uh, okay. it's especially with it more underground as it is now you know yeah it's like dayton there's so many so many rock bands are just so such great talent i also yeah. think rock is more of a it's more of like a lifestyle and it's something you kind of feel when you're at the shows and at the concerts and stuff more than just like a genre. Yeah. And like you said, there's so many genres. It's a vast thing. But uh, I really think it's something you feel when you're connecting with the audience or as the audience connecting with the music. Yes. And I would elaborate that I'm really, um, I guess, in main, because I, I mentioned the mainstream. I think right nowadays, like country and like um, 
rap. That's like the more popular genres at the moment. I think a lot of it has to do with the people that run the major labels. They, that they're, they're choosing to market that because I guess they feel like the audience is going to respond better to that. And it's just in waves. Everything, like, I mean, disco was big in the 70s. Now no one cares about that anymore. So I think right now rock and roll might be in a peak and valley period. Um, it's definitely in a valley mainstream wise, but it's definitely mm-hmm. not dead. I would agree. It just well, needs to evolve. I'm saying you definitely got like a like Greta Van Fleet's out there. So yeah, they're they're coming. Help help bring it up a little bit. You know, that's always nice. Just to kind of yes, a, the future a different sound in there. You know, something a little bit refreshing. I think they're the future of rock, and other bands like them will come along. I would say maybe three to four years from now. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but they're uh, starting to be talked about, which is kind of yeah. neat to hear some yeah. new rock band being talked about. Hey, yeah, that's kind of well, cool. They pop up on like every music festival too. Yeah, they do. It's like all of a sudden they're here and they're there and they're going across the United States here and it's they're always traveling, so that's right. cool. Yeah, Peak and Valley is actually a great way to uh, put it because I think just like I said, um, media is ever changing and what's hot and what's big in pop culture is ever changing and I think that. Uh, Rock will always kind of be one of those things that's there, just like hip hop and um, country. There's, it, but it, it keeps evolving and keeps changing into different things. And yeah, uh, some people are more purist than others, but I think there's room for all of it. All right, now I'll be careful how I phrase this next question. Um, I'll say the competition, like here locally in Dayton, um, like there are other radio stations, of course, outside of this, they do ch- they do tend to play um stuff. Well, non rock, um. Or they play, or they won't. Or I guess the better way I want to phrase is that there are you mentioned you mentioned that there's a lot of local acts. They're doing really cool stuff, but they barely they get ignored for the most part on other more popular stations around here. So, what do you think is wrong with mainstream radio and them not playing local music? Um, I assume money has something to do with it, but I, I uh, but I'm not I'm not 100 percent there. I just think that. Um rock is um it's it's something that's well first off there's just so many bands i think yeah. there's so many local bands and especially with internet and all these different things that there's um many different ways to yeah. find and uh new acts and new bands and stuff like that so i think uh, uh radio plays it safe they know what the mainstream's calling for so they uh yeah they're playing it safe you know? they know what attracts their listeners and their audiences and yeah I think that definitely comes into a factor yeah. Every once in a while, you know. Uh, okay. It's really going to come down to I think people just need to, uh, like I said, go to go to the bars, go to the the local venues and stuff like that, and try to find music in different ways. Absolutely. Okay. That's that's a very great response. Now I want to get into this. Um, there's going to be a big event coming this Saturday. It's going to be the Spring Valley Winter Festival, and you guys are um based on how you guys are listed on the the event for you guys are the headline act. But um, for those at home that don't know what the Spring Valley Winter Festival is going to be all about, tell us the cause that's being supported, and why is it important to you guys to play this event? Well, we're doing this one is uh, the food pantry, okay. which is we all know is very important. People should not be hungry no matter where you're at in this world or yeah. United States or Dayton. So this has always been big, and Sound Valley has been doing a very good job at the promoting and getting bands for the uh charity events yep and, and there's a the list of bands we are by no means headliners there are such great bands we're playing with on this bill yeah and i'm looking forward to seeing about five of a uh, couple of the acts there but um there's some great great music there but yeah, the, yeah it's uh, impressive it's the food pantry and it's a, it's a great great charity and uh zach does a great job at putting these events together and this is our first one to do it but uh 
it's been really really easy to work with and the communication's been uh all there so we're uh, we're excited to be playing uh, here saturday night absolutely and there's going to be a main stage and an acoustic stage and um now I got, I got some of the information on this event like if you wish to um attend the event i believe it's ten dollars at the door unless you bring two cans of food and it takes off a dollar each and it can be eight bucks to get in of course you can buy tickets in advance i think that's only like five bucks in advance is that correct or seven Sounds right. I'm. I think it's. I forget. Well, I'm not good sure. To, I didn't see that. I forgot. I'm drawing a blank on that. So listen, go to the um, website. Um, Spring Valley. Um, actually, is the website. It's SpringValleyDayton.com. We can do a Google search, and you can go to their website, and all the information is listed. All the bands that's going to be playing this Saturday, and of course the cause. It's for the food pantry because yeah, there's a lot of families that do struggle to um buy food for families. It's for a really great cause. And it's on my radar. There's a lot, a lot of cool events going on this weekend, so I'm going to try to go to this. But also, i got to work around my schedule. So you might see me there, along with Ryan and some of your favorite acts from, from throughout the area. So that's a Saturday. Um, i got one more question for you guys. Um, and I think we have a fan question, but I'll go ahead and ask my last question. Um, where can people find out about your tour dates and releases online? Um, we post most of it all to our Facebook. We are uh, working on launching a a full like website um, yeah. which we're hoping to have ready by spring uh but for now just uh look through our facebook and anything we're involved with uh especially locally will definitely be on there okay and i do have a um i did have a fan question pop up so i'll go ahead and ask it's and then, uh, this person wants to be anonymous but do you guys have a pet peeve whether it's on the road or off stage or on stage i'm, I'm sorry on stage i meant to say on stage well, uh, sure. There's there's tons of pet peeves, I suppose, but um, um, just lack of communication um, oh, during yeah. of shows and events. It can make it really, really frustrating if the sound guy or anyone who's a part of the the team that makes a show go on in a night. If there's lack of communication there, things can get really uh, dicey. Yeah, get dicey. Yeah. Yeah, it gets dicey. Well, when gets going. I'll say when you don't know the full game plan, then all of a sudden things change, and then yeah. you gotta, you know, sometimes you have like five or six bands on the bill, and all of a sudden, you know, four out of the five bands or four out of the six bands don't know what's going on. And yeah, if you have a crap booker that maybe way over his head, yeah, that can cause a mess of things. So definitely, you know, pro just proper communication is always big. And that sounds like great advice. Yeah, I think other bands that are starting up, yeah, the, the communication is key, whether it's that or anything you do in live. That's really important. Absolutely. It is. Right. Correct. All right. Well, I think that's all the questions. So, listener, thank you for the um, question. That was a good question. Um, so, once again, we had Uyi Hollow, Mikey Mike, and Jimmy Keys in the studio. And, of course, Mr. Grant and the Matador. They're here in spirit. All right. Um, the first track is a song called Touch and Go. And the second song is a, a song called Lapdog, and they are both um, off of our new album that we just released called Strange Birds. All right, awesome. And guys, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. We'll be right back.
Ohio is on fire. I'm Daniel Diesel. I think it's now time for everyone's favorite segment. It's now time for OMVP. That stands for Ohio's most valuable pedestrian. Ooh, ah, uh, do, 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 do. Now, OMVP it is a, an award that's not really in an award, but a shout out to. People or groups of people in the state of Ohio that did some very interesting. And of course, there's always a backstory to um, OMVP because you got to know why these people or person is getting OMVP. So here's a story. And actually, it's actually from right here in Dane, Ohio. Because yet last night was the Academy Awards, 91st Annual Academy Awards. It honors the best in film throughout the year. And right here in um, the Miami Valley, um, someone made history at the Academy Awards. Of course, the story is at DaneDailyNews.com. Um, it's called Wright State Graduate Makes Oscar History. So this person is also a graduate of Wright State University. So this is a big success story for the school. Um, but here's – I won't read all the – this is a really long article, so I'll read like the first half of it, and you can read the rest of it at DaneDailyNews.com. But I'll get into it. A Wright State and Centerville graduate has made Oscar history. Hannah Beechler, a 2005 Wright State University graduate, is the first African-American woman to win a Cami Award in the category for Best Production Design for her work in creating Wakanda in Marvel's Black Panther. She won the Oscar along with Jay Hart for set decoration. Of course, there's a picture of her. She looked great because she had like a rose-flowered themed dress on last night. So she's, and I imagine she designed that for herself and it looks great. So hey, let me read some more of this article. Um, she was honored tonight during the live broadcast of the 91st Annual Academy Awards. Of course, this um, article was written last night. Um, and here's a quote. I stand here stronger than I was yesterday, Beechler said, during her acceptance speech. I stand here with agency and so forth because of Black Panther director Ryan Coogler, who not only made me a better designer, a better storyteller, a better and a better person. I stand here... Um, because this man who offered me a different perspective of life, who offered me a safe space, who was patient and gave me air, humanity, and brotherhood. Thank you, Ryan. I love you. All right, so that was a quote um, from her. Um, another quote, I gave the strength to all those who come next to keep going, to never give up. And when you think it's impossible, just remember to say this piece of advice I got from a very wise woman. I did my best. My best is good enough. In her speech, Beechler tearfully thanked her friend and mentor, Carol Trevino, a Wilberforce resident and Wright State graduate who died back in 2007 while working on a set of a movie in New Orleans. 
Now, a scholarship fund Beachler established for local film students in 2018 also is named in honor of the memory of Trevino. Beachler and Hart won the Critics' Choice Award in the Best Production Design on January 13. So she previously won an award last month. Um, and I'll read um, two more. I'll read two more paragraphs and then I'll share my thoughts. Beachler and Ruth Eve Carter, who was the costume designer for this for the movie Black Panther. Both were honored for their work on Black Panther. They became the first African-American woman to win Oscars in their categories. And the first to win a non-acting category since Irene Cara in 1984, who won for Best Original Song, Flashdance, What a Feeling, which she co-wrote. Of course, that was Irene Cara who co-wrote the song. Um, and I'll read this um, last um, bit here. Black Panther won the Oscar for Best Costume Design and for Best Production Design, and best original score. All right, and then you can read the rest of the article at danedailynews.com. For, as for time's sakes, I won't read all of it. it. It's really long, but it's a really good read. Um, so you'll definitely enjoy reading, learning about um, um, Beechler. Um, so this is, um, I say this is quite amazing. Um, I think it's amazing that um, there had actually been an African-American to win an award at the Academy Awards outside of acting in that long. Like, not since the 80s. In fact, I'll do you one better. Not since before I was born had an African-American won a non-acting award at the Academy Awards. So this truly is history. Um, I don't, I'm trying to think if this is the first time a Wright State graduate has actually won a Academy Award. I think she's actually the second. The very first um, individuals who were from Wright State to win an award... Um, it was um, the people that made the last stop, or the, I'm sorry, the last truck. Um, it was a documentary about the um, about um, a plant closing that was around the. Um, I forget it was Ohio. I'm fuzzy on the details. It was either Ohio or Michigan, but I remember that day. It was like it was a couple of filmmakers from right here, at Wright State University. They won that several years ago. Uh, now, um, Hannah Beachler is adding has added to a small list of Wright State University. Um, graduates who have um gone on to great mainstream success and critical acclaim um because i'm thinking about the grand another big award is the grammys i think the pussycat dolls have won the grammys of course that's got nicole scherzinger i think they've won a grammy i'm not sure on that and i'm trying to think of any other right state singer has won any grammys so anyway i'll have to fact check that um for a later time perhaps next week but um but amazing. You know what? Um, a lot of people on Facebook was talking about it. They were happy for her because it's a big victory for um, African-American filmmakers, designers, and people in general around here in Miami Valley because um, not anyone can win an Academy Award. But Hannah Beachler made history last night. Now, Hannah, even though you already won an award, you won the Academy Award for your costume design, you know, you're going to win another award. I don't think I don't know if you care about it or not, but you've won an award for this episode of Ohio is on Fire. You, Hannah Beachler, we salute you because you are O M V P, and that stands for Ohio's most valuable pedestrian. Ooh, ah, uh, round of applause to Hannah Beachler, making history. Welcome back to Ohio is on Fire. I'm Daniel Diesel. I'm with my second guest of the evening. He is the one and only Brandon Berry. He's a man of many talents, and we're going to have a nice little conversation 
Say hello, Brandon. You're on the air. Hey, Daniel. Hi. You know, it's been a long time. I think the last time I, we talked, we were having lunch at Peaches in Yellow Springs. Yes. Yeah, we met up this past summer to talk business. We have a caller. I'm going to see who this is. Caller, you're, wait. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, man. You, DJ Hood? Yeah, I'm DJ Hood. Who am I speaking to? Hey, uh, my name is Billy Stevens. Yeah. Um, I'm a truck driver for Penske. Okay. I really love your show. I really appreciate it, man. Have a good safe trip on the road. Hey, hey, hey. man. I love your I love your promo. All right. I, Elvis on the toilet. Yes. I, I, I take dumps while listening to your show, man. I just love it, man. All right. I appreciate it, sir. You have a good I, night. I take, I take. All right. I, I'm sorry. I, Sir, I really appreciate it. Um, just I have to talk to Brandon. Of course, I'm, I got to be off by 830, but thank you. Um, I have I have some wild fans, Brandon. I can't believe it. <laughs> so you, get, anywho, you, you get show. You get you get. Uh, I get, he 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 has the number two every time he hears me talk. So that's <laughs> that's amazing. That should be an honor. You should you should take that as a trophy. But yeah. anyway, what were you saying? Sorry. I was saying, um, um, as long as I've known you, Brandon, um, you seem like a very peaceful guy. You're just always happy and peaceful. I just want to know what your secret is. What do you do to make yourself so calm? Oh, I think you got me all wrong, Daniel. I am I'm just a ball of anxious inside. But maybe maybe it's uh, maybe it's the mask I put on. But I'm all right. I'm all right if you're if you're wondering. I uh I drink a lot of coffee to really calm down. I know it's the opposite of what works for most people. Yeah. But uh coffee, man. Yeah. That's what makes me calm. Well, I swear it does. Well, I, I believe it. Um, well, of course, you once had a show um, with a coffee name in it, so I, I, yeah, I imagine you're a good coffee drinker. Oh yeah. I yeah. don't like to drink coffee. I never. I mean, because yeah, right. I know a lot of my friends. Of course, kids didn't like to drink coffee. That was some some always adults did. But even as I'm a grown but man, I still don't like coffee. I it's just no, no, my no, thing. no, 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 no. It's it's not it's not that you graduated past coffee and you now drink tea. Well, I, I do think- drink tea, but. I've always drunk in tea, though, but I, but I just hear You've coffee. You've graduated. A lot of people, it takes a while for people to graduate to the point of tea. Okay. You, you got there early. Well, I, I get, I'll i take that as a compliment, but yeah, no, I've no, always heard that coffee has the main stigma of being the man's drink. Like, you get up sure. in the morning, drink your coffee, and then you go out and conquer today. No, 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 that that's, stuff. that's whiskey. That's whiskey. Oh, well, there you go, whiskey. Well, you and me, we haven't gone to that field yet. Oh, okay, so. gotcha, gotcha. All right, so we both fail in that category. But all right, that's good to know, Brandon. Um. Now, just last year, you was here with me. We was talking about podcasting. And of course, we was plugging your now-retired cult favorite, Coffee with Idiots. I just want to know, do you still listen to podcasting now that you're currently out of it? Uh, I listen to your show. Well, thanks, Brandon. Obviously. Uh, and uh, I listen to Don Smith's show when I'm on it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's great. Oh, yeah, I love Don. Uh, that was kind of a dig at him, but whatever. <laughs> um, besides that, I, the big ones, I, I listen to WTF, Mark Marin. That was kind of the inspiration for uh, the quote-unquote cult favorite, Coffee with Idiots. Yep. Um, and I also listen to some NPR podcasts. I, I, I love all of them. I can't name them because I don't know what they're called. But I listen to them. I swear I do. Yes, they're – well, absolutely. And I listen to some of the um, – I, I list, lately I've been listening to a lot of Joe Rogan. He just keeps improving because we were talking about – me and Ryan were talking about Joe Rogan earlier and – He's just he's killing it right now. I was I like him and I like the um my favorite murder. I've been listening to that and um that's the, a true crime. The the true crime yeah. show. Well, it's the girl. What it is? They kind of um 
make humor out of it. So they tell a lot of jokes on there, but it's a way to soften up the dramatic aspects of people, these real people getting killed. But I listen to it from time to time, and man, they go um, nationwide. Like they, like they're they're really big. Like they go to the they, they go to every town. And they sell out these ten thousand seat theaters. So they're wow, they're, that's amazing. So it's like a, an audio only forensic files, something or, like that. Yeah, yeah, you can, okay. yeah, along that lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brandon, you're doing something really cool. I um, see that you do camera work for National Geographic TV. Yeah. I don't watch much cable, so when 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 would your work appear on the TV um, network or the website for National Ge- Geographic TV? Oh, don't don't worry, I don't watch cable either. I, oh, I can't I can't afford it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so the show Life Below Zero, um, it okay. just it just had its season finale, um, but it w- it was on at uh, not eight or nine uh, on Tuesdays. Okay. Every week, and um, so. So yeah, life below zero. I went up to Alaska. Okay, and you filmed that. I filmed. Yeah, okay. I, I helped film. I was the assistant cameraman. Yeah, which is, you know, I, there's only three people in the crew really, besides yeah. the safety guy. So I felt that I was part of a a good, you know, a decent team. Just you know, I was green. You know, that beginner yeah. cameraman because I don't have any formal experience doing that besides you know the stuff I was doing at DATV, you know, the public access stuff. So um, just to be brought on as just a low-level guy, um, to, do, to be a part of a National Geographic show where, you know, millions of people will watch, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yes, they have a big audience, so mm-hmm. I'm happy that you have that platform for people to see your work. But, but yeah. real, real quick, uh, you, you can catch past episodes on Hulu and Netflix. Hulu and Netflix, okay. Yeah, Life Below Zero. Life Below Zero, that's interesting. Yeah, I definitely see what it looks like as I, I haven't heard about it yet. But um, Now, of course, when I think of Natural Geographic TV, I think of a lot of dangerous things like lions attacking their prey or sharks that are jumping out after people on their boats, all the dangerous things you can think of. So I just want to know, since you've been working with Natural Geographic, have you been on an adventure that you thought was dangerous or too close for comfort? Well, well, thankfully, I have not seen a shark yet. Oh. But, uh, but we were in the, uh, the, the bush of Alaska. Yeah. So, you know, there's really nobody there um, except the people we're filming in these small villages. Okay. It's, it's virtually untouched by modern man, which is really interesting to see, like, the, the, not, like, the, the non-reliance on technology that we have here. So, um, so far, uh, I have not been in contact with any you know mean mean animals <laughs> animals and yemen attacks but right. but there was one time um so we were filming this guy who was uh he was hunting a moose <laughs> so we got this call at eight o'clock mm-hmm. uh, it said you know we got the, the moose and this is the uh this is in fall alaska okay. it's it's super dark you know nearing winter yeah and um we're in the middle of this dark field you know, in the middle of bear country, and we're we're lugging out these bags of moose. You know, we got hundred pound bags on us, and uh, the the boat is about uh, half a mile away. Yeah. So so everybody's going going up ahead, and my my headlamp goes out. Yeah. So I'm in the dark, in the back by myself. I fall over. Oh. Okay. Yeah. This this moose thing falls on me. Okay. And I, and I have to get up, um, and I I thought. 
Daniel. I thought I was going to be eaten by a bear there for a second. But I but I made it. I'm here and I'm on the show talking about it. So we're all good. Yeah, see, well, we obviously you didn't die. But I just, one other thing I think of, I don't know if he was on um, National Geographic, but Steve, I grew up watching Steve Earn, the crocodile sure. hunter. Yeah. And there was a scary moment He was um, when he was chasing the crocodile. There was like this little hole like this crocodile came out of. And Steve Irwin, he got him out of there, and he saw, he decided to go in this hole, I guess, place some meat or something so that alligator can play with his meat. Um, and then um, the alligator, he comes, he closes in on this hole. Steve Irwin is trapped. And then um, there was a scary moment, especially when you're watching this as a 12-year-old because we all thought he was going to die from the alligator eating him. But then the alligator, he backs away, and then he runs out of there as fast as he can. Oh, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> yeah. I get scared him even. He doesn't get scared that often. So that's yeah, it can get pretty crazy out there. Yeah, for sure. But it, but it is awesome. It's sounds like you'll as long as you do National Geographic, you'll have tales to tell for centuries to come. So sure. hopefully it keeps going your way. Yeah. Um. But you do you do a lot of things in the area though. Still, um, I've noticed that you've been working with some local music bands. You do photography work, and apparently you communicate with them on various things. Um. So what do you help um the music artists with? Well, I, I'm actually recording an album myself. And okay. So, and so I've been, uh, been kind of getting these people in my circle, you know. Yeah. They've, they've become my friends. And wow. It's pretty great. So I, I, I wanted to immerse myself in there. My, my entry point was Yellow Cab Tavern. Yeah. You know, as, as a lot of people go through it now. Um, I wish I was able to experience Canal Street. I don't know if you ever did. Yeah, I did. I've been there. Yeah. Um, but I, I unfortunately cannot because it's it's gone. But um, but yeah, I've I've kind of been uh, recruiting some some local musicians. They're gonna play with me. Um, and if you don't mind, I'll can I name a few? Go ahead. All right, cool. Um, so so of Age Nowhere and uh, the Neo American Pioneers. Okay. Paul Monin is gonna be playing bass. Yeah. With me. Um, Mike Bankhead of Mike Bankhead. Uh, might play a little bass with me, but he'll he'll end up doing something, whether it's some weird like talking, you know, in the background kind of thing. Because I want to get weird with it, Daniel. Yeah, okay? that's, that's my thing. That's my thing. Yeah, I and know. then um, Nathan Peters of Lioness and uh, Captain of Industry uh, ho- will hopefully play piano or keys with me. Yeah, and uh, and then Brian Hopefleck, uh playing drums with me. Or just just on the album. I'm, this is not my band. Okay. These they will be. I will form a band later. Okay. And, and the and the project is called the Paint Splats. The Paint Splats. You heard it here first, Daniel. You're the first one to hear it. Well, I am honored, and I'm shocked by this because now I had noticed that you had some singing ability when you was on TV. TV. I just didn't know you ever seriously considered music. So I'm actually I'm shocked by this, but in a good way. Sure. So I am definitely. I will definitely look forward to that whenever. Your album gets ready whenever you start performing live. Yeah, and hope hopefully you, I will buy the first ticket. Oh, good, good. Uh, hopefully you don't have to pay for the ticket first. But oh. uh, uh, you uh, maybe maybe if you still got a podcast going or something, I can come on and play. But I, I know you're you're ending the show. It's a now. wait and see because I am leaving this um, station in two weeks. Yeah, but I'm working on something. Hopefully, if I finalize things, I'll announce that next week. So I am hopeful to become an independent podcaster. So we will see about that that's a rain check <laughs> okay but um but that's really cool but now other than the music um thing what other projects do you have out there right now that people should know about that people should know about? i don't know if people I can really know one. about them but um 
I uh, well, I, I got the the album going, you know, yeah, the album. And, and, I, and I'm doing some open mic nights, you know, get myself out. Oh, there that's you do that sometimes, but because uh, I noticed those months back, you was promoting this comedy thing. It was a website. Um, do you know what I'm talking uh, about? Yes, yes, I do. Um, comedy of the week. Yes, uh, with Michael Moore, a comedian around the area, Columbus actually. Yeah. He um he he originally had this uh, newsletter go out as a comedy newsletter. Okay. Unfortunately, only made six or seven issues because of. I ended up being the only one at the end who was, oh. who was putting stuff into it, but that's okay because I was a part of it, and I, I, I uh, you know, I did what I had to do. Oh, so that's no more. There's no more. Okay, unfortunately. I thought I was still going. I didn't no. know. All right, but but other than that, I, there's there's a couple secret projects, yeah. uh, some some big ones. Yeah. Hopefully not not just uh, Dayton area, but like big. Uh, I got some big ideas, Daniel. I I don't want to put I them out there. I believe it. Yet. As long as I've known you, you always have these ideas because I met you in them. Um, creative writing class it was about four years ago yeah we because it was my first man there was like 20 of us and i was at the time learning to i was trying to work on my poetry writing and my creative writing um and of course you had um i think you had an idea because we because they put us in groups we was not in the same group but we did communicate i think we um talked about um we we were green each other's um journal entries so i know we did that together once but then sure. the group the group project i was with two other people and I'm um, used with two other people as well. Do, do you have any recollection of that? Well, who was our professor? Do you remember? I forget her. It was an an older lady. She was really sweet. I remember that. She was a really good lady. And really smart. She knew her books and her... Jane, I forget her was name. It, was it Jane Blakelock? Yes. Okay, I think, yeah. Yes, that's correct. It was Jane Blakelock. I do. I vaguely remember her class. Uh, but I do remember working with you at some point. Yeah, we great. We were reading each other's um, journal entry. Sure, sure, sure. So we yeah, did that. So that. that was how me and Brandon first met, and we got along well. Of course, the rest is history because I wind up doing your, your now retired podcast. Yep. And we just keep doing. But you, you just have ideas, and sure. With well, that being said, um, yeah, you and me, we did discuss ideas this past summer, which me and me, um, we with the National Geographic thing, and of course with my schedule, that didn't um, we didn't have the time to really go through with this project, and that's fine. But um, any people, people out there to have ideas, you seem to, you do tend to listen to them. Sure. So how can if people want, if someone wants to pitch an idea to you, what's a good way to contact you? It's like, hey, Brandon, I want to talk to you about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, even if it's not something you want to like collaborate with me on, I can actually, I can give you notes like I did with you. you yeah, know. you gave me some feedback. Yeah, I get some feedback or whatever. I, I, I'm not saying I can, I can totally help you, but yeah. if you really want to, you can, uh, my, my my email at brandon thomas at yeah. gmail.com yeah. or my twitter brandon t Barry. okay or one more my instagram brandon thomas Barry. uh yeah. it's it all has to do with my name obviously so if you just search me dayton filter it you know you'll find me but i, I, I don't add me on facebook unless i really know you <laughs> that's the only thing i ask well, that's true. Yeah, you got to get to know the person first. But yeah, yeah Def, well, that's that is good advice. So, um, yeah, so if you wish to talk to Brandon Barry um, about your ideas, yeah, reach him at those places. And of course, um, he's he's he does perform a lot. So you might just bump into him in person. He's you do you do comedy. You're, you're working on a band, which I did shock me. I was I did not know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and kind of secret. You're just a man. You're just a man on the go. So I that's all the questions I have for you. This 
Okay. Evening, Brandon. Um, is there anything you'd like to add before I kick you out for the evening? No, I mean, I'm I'm glad I, I was like on. I like your shirt. Oh, thanks. You Ben Stiller show. Yeah, Ben Stiller, yes. yes. It's, you know what? Uh, I, I do want to say the Ben Stiller show was the reason uh, we did TBTV. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I recall that, yeah. Yeah, uh, but anyway, um, no, I, I'm glad I, I was on. And if this is the last, you know thing i i can i can do with you well it's been a long it's been a good run daniel yes hopefully it won't be the last i'm but. hoping to do something elsewhere and i am working on that but i can't make any announcements right now no that's fine but, I, I'm, um, I'm, I, I'm sorry if i spoiled something. i will say this um you have been between this show and don smith's show you have supported the school a lot over the years because sure. you was formerly a student yep. um i've been yeah i've been doing this here at wwsu for seven years and, um, yeah, so this is a journey that I am choosing to put it into soon. And I was glad you was here for the next last episode. And you're, I would say of all the people I've interviewed, I look for people that went on to do great things after they were on my show. You're definitely on that list. I really think you're going to, if you haven't done so already with the national geographic thing, you're going to be a name to be reckoned with around here for years to come. <laughs> you're, you're amazing. And I, oh, hey, so I'm I, glad, to, I'm glad to that. have you, um, I'm just glad to know you. As my mom would say, I'm just glad to know you right now. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Well, I appreciate that. I'm glad to know you too, Daniel. All right. Well, Brandon, have a good night. Thank yeah. you once again. You too. All right, man. Wait a while to play this. I was looking for a good time to play these um, next selected tracks. Um, there's a guy, and his name is Barry Leach. Um, for many, many decades, I would say close to 30 years, he helped produce music for video games and little kids' toys commercials. And he is from Ohio. In fact, I got the city. He's from Bryan, Ohio. Um, but Barry Leach has been creating audio for video games and toys since 1986. He has worked on hundreds of video games and children's toys, music, or anywhere, really. And you can't even download them. There's not a lot of, a lot of these video game songs are not even on iTunes. But Barry Leach has made his work available, at least a portion of his work. So here's the tracks from Twisted Edge. It was released on Nintendo 64 back in the 90s, and now you can hear it now. Here on High was on Fire.
Welcome back to Ohio's on Fire. Um, it's now time for this episode's final message, and um, I will keep this brief this time. Normally with final message, I do stretch it out to 10 minutes. I find a way to stretch it out to about that length, but this will be rather short because I'm going to save something really special for next week when I do my final WSU um, show of Ohio's on Fire. Um, it's almost here. Um, so really what I just want to say is that if you support something – I see, I, I go on Facebook a lot and people talk about the things that they love. Hey, go support this cause. Go vote for this guy. Go buy a ticket. Go see this movie. It's not enough to be to go on social media and spread the word. I mean, that's nice and stuff, but um, definitely make the, if you really care about something, make the extra effort to go out there and do it. An example would be um, the Spring Valley Music Festival that's happening this Saturday, which is going to be at the Brightside um, Music Venue. In Dayton, Ohio, it's actually this the Brightside Venue has only been around for a year, so it's a fairly new building, and that's going. Of course, that event's going to be March second, and of course, there's a lot of cool things going on this weekend. Two things I'll also mention that's going on this weekend. I love pro wrestling. This is also on my radar. I don't know if I can go at the Dayton Convention Center. This is going to be the first time I think in close to thirty years there's been a wrestling event at the Dayton Convention Center. Rockstar Pro is teamed up with Impact Wrestling. Of course, Impact used to be TNA, Total Nonstop Action Wrestling. They're teaming up to host an event, and they're expecting a big turnout, and they're going to have a big collection of their best stars wrestling each other. That's going to be this Friday. Um, the show starts at 8, and it's going to be broadcasted live to a national audience at twitch.com, so you can watch it live as it happens. So that's on my radar. I may go to that. But once again, it depends on what's going on with me, my life. And perhaps I should take my own advice because I say it's not enough to talk about it. You should make the effort to go do it if you can. And I say that because if you really love something, if you really are excited about something, be smart and do some smart planning and make it happen because you just never really know how much time you have on this earth. Um, I mean, because I read the obituary. I mean, just today I read the obituary in the Xenia paper. There were some really wonderful people that passed away recently. And, of course, it's like that every day. And they lived long lives. They lived such incredible lives. And I imagine, you know, old people, they were once young themselves. And they lived life to the fullest. I imagine um, people that age, they probably grew up in the 60s and 70s. Whatever was happening in HIP back in that time, I'm sure they made the effort to go be involved. And whatever cause was important to them, I'm sure they fought for it. They use their freedom of speech to um, speak out about it. And I think that's really important. I think you should do it when you have your good health, when you have good mental health and good physical health. Because one of these days, it's going to be too late for you. And that's what I want for everyone out there. Um, it's definitely just not enough to verbalize it. It's really special when you can go actually do it. So this weekend in Dayton, it's going to be great. Every Any city that you live in, Regardless where you're listening to the show from, especially that truck driver, he's calling from the road. Um, that guy that said he wanted to, he likes to take number twos when he listens to my shows. I'm just glad it wasn't R. Kelly that called. It would have been something else. Um, but anywho, enough of that. Um, but yeah, I've had people all over the region listen to the show over the years and over the, all over the country and several other foreign countries have actually taken time to listen to my show. And that excites me like you cannot believe. I'm able to reach people like that. Wherever you're at, go do it. Do it. That's what I like to say. I got that from um, 
the Star Trek Hutch, Hutch movie from 10 years ago. Because I like to say that a lot. Do it. And so there you go. Um, with that, it's time for me to wrap up for the evening. We'll play some music to um, ease the soul, um, at least for a few minutes. And then I got to head out. Until um, next the episode, my last episode ever, and it's going to be loaded, so I'll name it, name it real quick. I got um, Rob Quick. He is a representative of College Radio Day. He's one of the biggest ambassadors of college radio. He has gifted me the opportunity to interview him to begin next week's show, and that'll be great. And also, I will also have um, Josh McGrath. He used to host the rack here at WDSU. Interview him. And I have several members from... Currently at this station, they're looking to surprise me during the show next week because I am leaving, and it'll be a really special night come next week. The station's celebrating my goodbye, and so please stay, listen to that next week. It'll be a night that you won't forget. But and thank you for listening tonight for whoever is out there tonight. Um, so please have a good evening. Be safe out there. Until the next episode, Rind, Brandon Berry, WSU 106.9 FM. That's the way it is.